The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. Many frequent visitors to China's southernmost island province now choose to admire Hainan's fantastic scenery, not just at the beach, but also from high above, with the help of professional skydiving coaches. Aerosports, such as skydiving, paragliding, and hot air ballooning, are undergoing rapid growth in China, and Hainan has seen the combination of such sports and tourism thriving over recent years. According to Xu Liwen, Secretary General of the Hainan Aerosports Association, besides its natural beauty of endless sea, golden beaches, and lush tropical forests, a warm climate and over 300 sunny days each year also provide favourable conditions for aerosports in Hainan. Statistics from the association show that since 2020, local enterprises operating low-altitude tourism activities have been growing with projects distributed in eight cities and counties across Hainan, generating a total investment of 200 million yuan, or over 29 million US dollars. Yin Tao, an accelerated freefall instructor at a skydiving center in Lidong Li Autonomous County, believes that when participants jump out of a plane with a parachute, they give full expression to their feelings and personalities and liberate themselves from their sometimes boring daily routines. Gore Ray, general manager of a skydiving center in Lidong County, started his business in 2017 in North China's Tianjin, and moved it to Hainan three years later, as he believed the province would be a paradise for aerosports and low-altitude tourism. According to Xu Liwen, Secretary-General of the Hainan Aerosports Association, based on a series of preferential policies offered by Hainan, including visa-free entry for tourists from 59 countries, talent introduction and zero tariffs on some imports, aerosports tourism will continue to prosper there. This is Special English. China's indigenously developed AG-600 large amphibious aircraft is expected to enter the market in 2025. That's according to the Aviation Industry Corporation of China, or AVIC, 
the country's leading plane maker. The AG-600M aircraft, a model specialised for firefighting, belonging to the AG-600 large amphibious aircraft family, will aim to obtain the type certificate in 2024. AVIC said it will endeavour to push forward the initial small-batch deliveries of the AG-600M firefighting aircraft in 2025. The Chinese plane maker will also facilitate another model of the AG-600 aircraft family, especially for rescue missions, to obtain the type certificate in 2025. A series of flight tests and ground test missions are scheduled this year to ensure that the AG-600M aircraft is capable of carrying out firefighting missions. These tests include flight tests in typical mission scenarios, iron bird tests, lab validation tests, static tests, airworthiness validation flight tests, and quality tests for airborne devices, among others. Code named Kunlong, or Water Dragon in Chinese, the AG-600 aircraft family is developed as vital aeronautical equipment to strengthen China's emergency rescue capabilities. It can be used in combating forest fires, maritime search and rescue, and other critical rescue missions. A member of the AG-600 aircraft family, the AG-600M is specifically designed to combat forest fires. Its maximum takeoff weight is 60 tonnes, with a capacity of carrying up to 12 tonnes of water. It can conduct low-altitude flying at low speed, enabling it to drop water accurately on fire sites. You're listening to Special English. I love you. This might be the easiest way to say I love you, since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you're a rookie or a sophisticated learner, there is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好. This is Special English. The marathon race walk mixed relay will make its Olympic debut at Paris 2024. The new event will replace the men's 50-kilometer race walk, which was first introduced at the Los Angeles Games in 1932, and join skateboarding, sport climbing, surfing and breakdancing as new events at the Games.
25 teams, each with one male and one female, who will alternate to finish a standard marathon distance of 42.195 kilometers, will compete on the same course as the individual 20-kilometer race walking events, a one-kilometer loop at the foot of the Eiffel Tower in central Paris. World Athletics CEO John Ridgen said this format is designed to be innovative, dynamic and unpredictable. World Athletics believes it will be easily understood by fans, will feature exciting competition and, importantly, it will ensure full gender equality across the Olympic track and field program for the first time. The adjustment makes the 48-event athletic program perfectly gender-balanced at Paris 2024, consisting of 23 for both men and women, and now two mixed events, the 4x400-metre and marathon racewalk. This is Special English. After receiving an order to deliver food to a blind senior citizen at his home, Chen Wenli quickly gets the meals prepared and then goes to the man's house. 45-year-old Chen is a volunteer for senior citizen assistance in Haikou, the capital of South China's Hainan province. He said the blind man is in his 60s, lives alone and often needs help. Besides food, Chen also helps take him to the barber shop or to take rubbish out of his house for him. Chen is a registered volunteer of Time Bank, a government program aimed at helping to make the lives of local elderly people easier. The program collects the daily needs of registered senior citizens, such as food and newspapers, and then publishes the orders on an embedded mini-program on the messaging service WeChat. Registered volunteers then take the orders and provide the voluntary services to those in need. Each volunteer can get a credit coin called Time Currency for every hour of voluntary service they provide, and they can use the credit coins in exchange for similar voluntary services when they grow old themselves, or donate the coins to others in need of elderly care. China has a greying population. Official data shows that, by the end of 2021, China had 267 million people aged 60 and above, or 18.9% of the total population, while those aged 65 and above accounted for over 14% of the population. Authorities began piloting Time Bank 
in Heiko's Cheongshan district last year, hoping that the innovative program could help the local greying population. Most of the senior citizens in the program are those who live alone in the neighbourhoods in the district, or those in poor health, while the volunteers come from all walks of life, such as barbers, doctors and bank employees. And orders from seniors vary, from buying medication to clearing sinks and cooking. This is Special English. Although coffee is unlikely to knock tea off its perch as the most popular hot drink in China anytime soon, Illy Cafe, one of Italy's best-known coffee brands, is betting big on the Chinese market over the next few years. According to data firm Statista, per capita coffee consumption in China is just nine cups a year, compared to nearly 700 a year in Italy. While Italy's per capita coffee consumption rate has been more or less steady for years, the Chinese market is growing at a rate of more than 30% per year. Over the last 14 years, according to the coffee trade journal, Communicafe International, the Chinese market has swelled by more than 1,000%. Illy's chief executive, Christina Scotia, said the coffee wave in China is already starting, but when it takes full force, Illy wants to already be well established there as a player in the market. He said one thing experience has shown is that the speed of innovation in China is tremendous. Illy is not the only company to recognise the potential of the Chinese coffee market. Other leading Italian brands, including rival Lavazza, are also present in China. Illy first entered the Chinese market five years ago, and the company has an expansion strategy it believes will allow it to double or triple its sales in China by 2026, outpacing the growth of the market as a whole. Scotia said the company will decide on another key aspect of its strategy this year, as it plans for potential partnerships. Illy is already present in 140 countries, with around a third of sales in Italy. This is Special English. The United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization has called on governments to fully and immediately implement its recommendation on the ethics of artificial intelligence. In a press release, UNESCO Director-General Audrey Azoulay 
said the world needs stronger ethical rules for artificial intelligence. He said this is the challenge of our time. UNESCO's recommendation on the ethics of AI sets the appropriate normative framework and provides the necessary safeguards. The move follows a call by over 1,000 tech workers for a pause in the training of the most powerful AI systems, including Chat GPT. According to UNESCO, AI innovations may raise ethical issues, especially discrimination and stereotyping, including the issue of gender inequality. The organization said industry self-regulation is clearly not sufficient to avoid these ethical harms, which is why the recommendation provides the tools to ensure that AI developments abide by the rule of law, avoiding harm, and ensuring that when harm is done, accountability and redressal mechanisms are at hand for those affected. The recommendation was endorsed by all UNESCO member states in November 2021. It is the first global framework for the ethical use of AI. This is Special English. Rice and wheat are two of the most commonly consumed cereal grains nationwide. A study covering more than 100,000 people in northwest China has revealed that choosing rice as staple food may have a lower risk of obesity. Researchers from Xi'an Jiao Tong University collected data from participants aged 35 to 74 who are residents of five northwest China provincial-level regions, namely Shanxi, Gansu, Qinghai, Ningxia and Xinjiang. The participants responded to questionnaires via face-to-face -face interviews, providing information about their medical history and lifestyle, such as smoking, dietary status and physical activity. The researchers divided the participants into three groups according to their weekly rice and wheat intake frequency. The first group eats rice as their staple food, consuming it either daily or four to six times per week, while consuming wheat less than four to six times per week. The second group's staple food is wheat, and the third group consumes both rice and wheat as their staple food with similar frequency. The results showed that rice preference may be associated with a lower risk of certain obesity types in the population of northwest China. Higher wheat intake was associated with higher risks of excessive body fat and central obesity in men and central obesity in women. 
according to the study findings published in the journal Nutrients, when wheat lovers changed their staple food to rice five times per week, the participants showed a 36.5% lower risk of normal weight obesity in men and a 20.5% lower risk of normal weight central obesity in women. Normal weight obesity refers to people with normal body weight but a high body fat percentage. Moreover, wheat flour absorbs less water than rice when cooked, partly resulting in a higher energy density of wheat than rice. According to the 2020 edition of the Chinese Food Composition Table, the energy content of noodles or steamed bread is twice or three times that of cooked rice of the same weight. Meanwhile, rice-based dietary patterns often have more fresh vegetables, legumes, meat and fish servings. People with wheat preference in northwest China tend to eat a large bowl of noodles with few vegetables and little meat, and sometimes even with a large amount of oil. For instance, the gist of hot oil noodles in Shanxi province is pouring a couple of tablespoons of hot oil over a bowl of chewy noodles seasoned with salt, raw garlic and chili flakes. The researchers concluded that compared with wheat preference, rice preference, or changing from wheat to rice, could be associated with lower risks of overall and abdominal fat accumulation, especially for individuals with normal weight. They also noted that, given the vast territory and diverse ethnic groups present in northwest China, Further studies may be necessary to fully understand the regional specificity and potential underlying reasons for the observed links. This is Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The Marathon Racewalk Mixed Relay will make its Olympic debut at Paris 2024. The new event will replace the men's 50-kilometre race walk, which was first introduced at the Los Angeles Games in 1932 and joined skateboarding, sport climbing, surfing and breakdancing as new events at the Games. Twenty-five teams, each with one male and one female, who will alternate to finish a standard marathon distance of 42.195 kilometres, will compete on the same course as the individual 20-kilometre race-walking events, a one-kilometre loop at the foot of the Eiffel Tower in central Paris. World Athletics CEO John Ridgen said this format is designed to be innovative, dynamic and unpredictable. World Athletics believes it will be easily understood by fans, will feature exciting competition and, importantly, it will ensure full gender equality across the Olympic track and field programme for the first time. 
The adjustment makes the 48-event athletic programme perfectly gender-balanced at Paris 2024, consisting of 23 for both men and women, and now two mixed events, the 4x400-metre and marathon race walk. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>